Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yeah, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Boys. Yeah. Hey, the boys are here. They're nervous. They're calm. <laughs> Boysies. Get rarer. Why is this happening to me? Me. We're not getting Maccas and you can blame my son. <laughs> Get a few today, did you? It's great to contractually be obliged to be here. <laughs> is anyone going to listen to this or what? No, I actually don't know what, what happens in third grade. <laughs> you either get nude or get in the shower. Or we're throwing all your cook gear in, bro. Jonas like, no chance I'm going to fall you. 19th century Pax Britannica. <laughs> this entire show will be centred around the greatest achievement in the history of the game, Daryl Mitchell, three tons in a losing side. History made, unbelievable. I guess Bearstow did some stuff as well. England 3-0 up against New Zealand. We're also going to be previewing England versus India, the fifth test from 2020-something. I don't really remember what that was about, but we're going to preview it as well. Sri Lanka and Australia, abject failure in the ODIs, but the test match starts on Wednesday. Who's going to play? What's going to happen? I don't know. The BBL, do we need to privatise it? More stuff around that. Bangladesh have lost by 10 wickets to the West Indies. Carl Myers doing some stuff. Kemar Roach going past Michael Holding. Matthew Kuhneman is on the show. This episode is brought to you by Budgie Smuggler. The new hoodie and tracksuit range in Australia. The new swimwear in the UK. My name is Ian Higgins. Sam Perry. I want to tell you, as if you were a New Zealander, about how to tour properly. How to tour internationally in cricket. Because Australia, they went to Pakistan and they batted. And they batted. And they batted. And they got 1-0. They got 1-0 up. And then they fucked off. And they said to Pakistan, sort out your dressing rooms. Your dressing rooms are no good. What I'm talking about is that Cricket Australia apparently spoken to the PCB uh, after the recent tour of Pakistan and said the dressing rooms of the Gaddafi Stadium over there in Lahore, no good. Fucking sort them out. We've just beaten you one now. Now sort out your sheds. G'day. G'day, mate. You, I, I, I thought that would tickle you a little bit because you played for Gordon, which is a high SES club. And so you would have okay. been to plenty of places. No doubt. <laughs> With a furrowed uh, brow. That's right. And like I, I look at this from Australia, and it's a classic play. You win, and then you complain about the state of the ground, the dressing room, etc. That's a classic play to yeah, assert your superiority, tough. right? Yep. But I think you've got to be careful what you wish for, because sometimes people enjoy sledging other grounds. That's actually part of the small amount of things that they can actually feel good about when it comes to cricket. Can't feel good on the field, have more bad days than good. Many more bad days than good. But like, you know, look, I played for a higher SES club as well. 
North Sydney. And like, um, when you play for a team from a high SES region and you're just in that team because daddy had a good job and you won a genetic lottery. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep. blokes would love pouring like ugly scorn on uh, the facilities. Uh, yeah like where there were fewer resources. So, you know, someone would say like, look at this shit tip, you know, as you're warming up. How about this fucking shit tip? And that would be said by a bloke who like works casually at Officeworks, who's dropped out of TAFE, has $34 in his Dolomite account and has one <laughs> pair of pointed brown shoes so he can get into upstairs cargo. But, <laughs> but like, yeah. but, but, but that was his thing. You know, yeah. he could say this is a fucking shit tip. So like, he got yeah, a lift yeah. to the ground. He couldn't even afford a fucking <laughs> bacon and egg McMuffin. <laughs> He's got no prospects in life, but dad made some money fucking 30 years ago. So he can say that about a place out west that one day he will never be able to afford a house in <laughs> unless that inheritance money comes through because actually house prices out west are quite high. <laughs> and that's what Australia's done to Pakistan. Yeah, but know? look at this shit tip. What was their problems with the with the sheds? Like, do, do they want dividers in the tubs now? Like, what's the problem? Like, a, a, like a yeah. sh- shit sheds are good, especially if you win. There's there's character to them. Well, what's the problem? No, well, I, I would imagine. Okay, first of all, uh, size is everything uh, yeah, when well, it comes to the sheds agreed. and within yeah. the sheds, of course. Start from the foundations. Um, now, I've played in in grounds. Now, you see this way more in the UK, tiny dressing rooms. And on top of that, everyone puts their bag on the seat. So nowhere to sit in the dressing room. What's that? Like, is that? Is that a, like a long – is that a is that a property thing? Like is that a UK um, properties nine-tenths of the law, possessions nine-tenths of the law idea? Is that why they put bags on seats? Are you saying they're colonising the seats? Yeah, that's what Sydney Uni used to do when you play against them, but with warm-up yeah, spots. Yeah, with warm-ups used to go to You go and yeah, find yeah. where the home dress, home yeah. likes to do it right. because they, they understand property and possession. Um, I suppose so. Um, but like, but there's, but there's, I, I think like the, the worst dressing rooms that I've been a part of, um, I've, there's the size is the issue. And it's just tiny. Uh, mm. No no comfort factor. And all, and then there's also the, the dressing room come toilet block. Um, <laughs> such a great joining word. Come, why you can't say it? I mean, you can't. It's, you can't. it's a ruined word. Especially dressing room, block. come toilet block. Oh, okay, someone's coming on a toilet block. I mean, that's where I go. <laughs> yeah. Two degrees. Well, there's also, well, also the amount of dogging that we've all seen around. Um, <laughs> Not to be confused around, with daggering. Around, around threes and fours games. <laughs> um, but then I've also played a grade game where there's been no dressing room. I've had to put. Um, kit under it uh, under a tree that that's yeah. that is that's Willie Bin Park shit. Well, that's that's the grimmest of the grim. When there's it's very when there's, confronting. When there's no um, literal construct mm. to mm. house your possessions, mm. um, when you're pursuing this pastime, then it's like, well, yeah. what are we doing this for? This is this is the least professional thing that I could think of. Yeah. I'm already making drinks. I'm already got to move the side screens. I'm already scoring. We've got a guy at square leg fucking umpiring and flip yeah. flops. Come thongs, come shorts. <laughs> now I'm talking about something there with his shorts. To be honest, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. But, <laughs> but, like but if if I can't go into a dressing room and privately dismantle mm. it with my kit after you know mm. another failure with the bat, mm. um, then what am I here for? Yeah. 
there are a few things funnier than like attacking the sensibilities and um, uh, like expectations of a grade cricketer. Again, it comes back to like a ratepayer walking on the field with their dog. You know, yep. the grade player who's not from that area becomes mm. very upset that yep. their field of play has been encroached yep. upon. It, it's it's <laughs> it's like trespassing. Yeah, at fucking four for twenty. Yeah, you know, he's just yeah. <laughs> he just wants a paper, and he's just walking on the on the ground as he normally does. Have I great cricket? You know, I'm too good a player to be experiencing this yeah. this insult. But it's like, no, you, no, you're not a good player. You've never learned how to play straight down the ground. No. You fall across. <laughs> it's very easy to get you out. In fact, yeah. after twenty or thirty balls, you become afraid that you're still in. Yeah, you haven't learned because... that in twenty plus years of playing the game. But if that bloke walks across your field, yeah, you reserve the right to look mm. down on him. Yeah. It's... Y- yeah. You know you're a bad player when you face 20 balls and now it's basically a secret sound of a FM radio station where it's just a time bomb. You're going to say stop before the explosion happens because you know it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. That's <laughs> so, so true. You're on 20. Well, I guess this is when I get out. You know, like, <laughs> I've never been here before. I'm at base camp of Everest here. <laughs> I, do n- I am completely unfamiliar with this situation. I better run away from it. Like I do uh, other uh, opportunities for success in my life. I'm calling for gloves. I'm calling for oxygen. Um, <laughs> I need a Sherpa to carry up. Anyway, Gaddafi, Gaddafi rooms need yeah. to be improved or some shit. Mate, I'm with Pakistan yeah. on this. Like, I watched the test on Amazon like we all did. And mm. uh, like everybody else, my conclusion when I walked away was that test cricket is just threes with more kit. Like, yeah. uh, just fucking reduce the kit and the staff yeah. and you won't have this problem. Yeah, that's true. You know? Reduce that's blokes true. whose job it is to just write on the whiteboard that they won a session. Or that you can't <laughs> not be aggressive, you know? Then you can fucking enjoy the Gaddafi rooms. Why are we talking about there's so much cricket on? There's so much cricket on. There's so much cricket on. Um, Speaking of so much cricket, um, Mm. if you want to get around uh, and support TGC, patreon.com forward slash great cricket. There's 96 episodes of hashtag ask TGC Fridays. This is episode 198 of the main show, as it were. And uh, and uh, we've decided to uh, to put this one on Patreon in the next couple of weeks uh, to celebrate the hundredth episode of hashtag RCGC Fridays at Patreon. Uh, the best all time hashtag RCGCs. That forum is already up on Patreon. So if you want to be part of that, um, that episode will drop in a couple of weeks' time. But if you want to um, leave suggestions of what your favourite questions have ever been, Patreon.com forward slash Great Cricket. And of course, we'll be doing dailies for the. Uh, the fifth test of England and India, and also the first test of Sri Lanka and Australia over there in mm. Gaul. Um, uh, and of course, you'll be able to get that on YouTube as well. But if you just want the audio, patreon.com forward slash great cricketer. He goes, um, um, and just to jog anyone's memories, because it's been great to mm. read people's comments of uh, the front runners for their favourite Ask TGC Fridays. If yeah, you're not part yeah, of Patreon, yeah. maybe some of these won't make sense, but I've got a bit of a lisp of some uh, lisp. Well, I do have a bit of a lisp, actually. Uh, sure. A, <laughs> not for me. Uh, uh, that didn't sound like a lisp. That sounded like you were deaf. But anyway, um, <laughs> just to jog people's memories. Uh, so, so the front runner so far are eye poke. Cookie's looking good today. Grinder mm. threesome. Sex chat lady with knowledge of LBW law. <laughs> Richie Benno saying there's something in the bathroom for you, Don, during a dinner party. Blimpy boy. Tall, thick, and dad dick. Manus riding a horse. Cerebral palsy umpires. Where the guy said, take that, you able-bodied cunt. My batting grip is a leather dog collar and trough man. 
Uh, so they're just yeah. that's just a joggy memory. If you have other uh, favorite Plenty RCVCs, memories. you know you can support us at Patreon and get around that. It gets a bit loose. Um, all right. Well, uh, New Zealand batted first in this third test match over there in Headingley. Uh, and they hit 329. Daryl Mitchell at 109. Then England hit 360. Johnny Best 162. Uh, Overton hit 97. Then New Zealand hit 326. And then England's chased down 296 in the easiest manner anyone's ever seen possible. I don't understand anything that's happening in the game of cricket anymore. This is exactly the same team. It's actually probably a slightly worse team um, that England put out than they have in the last 18 months. And yet... Now they're just chasing down 300 in about fucking six overs. Um, Johnny Bairstow has no technical flaws anymore, especially with anything on the stumps. Jack Leach has taken tenfers. Uh, uh, what? What? I don't... I mean, it's this is actually... It's been the perfect series for England. I don't know how it could have been any better for England. I'm, you know, we'll probably talk about the game first rather than the series, but like... Nah, Everything's gone well. Yeah. <clears throat> Fuck the game. Everything's yeah. gone well. They've got Ollie Pope at three. Hundreds. Joe Root's still performing very nicely. Now Johnny Bairstow has hit, it must be your four hundreds in his last six games. Something, maybe, maybe, is that right? Um, and he's just been amazing. The fielding has been sensational. And New Zealand have just like put up enough fight where you're like, no, New Zealand, New Zealand's a good team. New Zealand's a good team. Like, Trent Bolt was fucking bowling amazingly in this game. They were they 55 for six at some point. And Berso just hits a fucking 160 off seven balls. And so, like, there's just been enough times when New Zealand put up enough fight where it's like, no, this is, this is good. Except what? Except what? I don't, how? Why? What? Mm, I don't trust it. Is that my problem? They're calling it Bazball, he goes. Oh, okay. It's got a name. It's got a it name. Might just, uh, just might revolutionise cricket as we know it. Oh, like Aladici. I think to be... F- like who? <laughs> Sam Allardyce if he was an Italian manager. Aladici. <laughs> uh, like, to be fair, I don't think anybody in England is, like, getting ahead of themselves on it. No, it doesn't feel like, to be fair, yeah. I want them to. I want them to, to yeah, 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 yeah. but they're not. Uh, like, so heading into this series, England had won one test match in 17, famously. Everyone in the squad is the same yeah. as those that were in the squad from, from, test, from those 17 test matches, really. But three new blokes come into lead, and they've never done that job before. Each yep. of them have never done that thing. Yep. They were 69 for four at Lord's. And they chase 280 to win. They make 160 in the final session to win at Trent Bridge. <laughs> 160. Yeah. They were 55 for six at Headingley in response to 329. And they chase 300 three down. Apparently the night before, Stokes said we can get them tonight if we just go at sevens. <laughs> and he had to be, what? And he had to be talked down. I heard that from um, Phil Walker on the Wisdom podcast. Okay. And it was a, it was a good listen. Bairstow's made 394 runs off 328 balls this series. Mm-hmm. Leach has taken a 10 far. Root is somehow better than he was before. Yep. Uh, they've reversed the world champions 3-0 12 months mm. after being swept by them in the same country. Yep. And as Aussies, I think it's fair that we say, well, New Zealand were just dog shit. 
<laughs> that you know, mate. Like it, it has to be partly true. It has to be at least partly true. I'm sorry. Uh, has to be a like, little bit true. Uh, look, when when Scott Boland like ripped through England on Boxing Day, or you know, a couple mm-hmm. days after, whatever. Right. Like England regaining the Ashes at home looked almost inconceivable. Like they looked broken. Sure. Really. Aside from, you know, various people, myself, yeah, saying, yeah. look, they're pretty hard at home anyway, just fucking yeah, nibble yeah. around and Anderson does yeah, something, yeah, yeah. whatever, Smith mm-hmm. isn't Bradman anymore. Right. But, like, they looked completely fucked at that yeah. point. And yeah. now I, I can see them vibing an Ashes win at home for sure. Like, it's improvement. And, like, mm. it seems loose as fuck, but it's pretty funny. And, mm. again, I'm... I'm um, I'm paraphrasing Phil on Wisden, but according to him, like Brendan McCullum has said overnight that, because uh, I didn't watch the press conference, that like he wants to take the team as far, like he wants to take this way of playing the game as far past the line of pragmatism as possible. Hence Stokes saying like, well, we can do it in sevens. He wants to go too far before he learns what the line is. Okay. Um. Are they headbutting the line? They they they're not headbutting the line. They're they're fucking the line, you know. But they're they're <laughs> Jesus. And like, and I like th- th- this is good because as Australians, yeah. we're like Australian cricket only does pragmatism. Like we don't dream, we don't do wonder, you know. Like like as we always say, like everything must be hard. You got to work hard, circuit hard, be hard, never smart, yeah, never smart, always hard. And so when you see like 300 being chased three down in fucking four balls, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. which is quite a clip. That's quite a clip. You know, isn't there? We okay. don't compute that. Like the, the immediate, the immediate response to that is like, well, New Zealand dog shit. That's a road. That's just, that doesn't, that's, that doesn't compute. And that's perfect. I don't think England knows whether it computes yet, but they're fucking, they're having, they've been having fun doing it. Like they were, they were yep. cooked England and they've won three nil. Yeah. And yeah, like they've had a few. New Zealand have had a few good players. New Zealand are fading big time. They've lost Ross Taylor, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And 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 Williamson failed. Latham didn't yeah. offer much. Yeah. Uh, and, and they lost Kyle Jamison as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like it, it's um, yeah, like uh, I don't know. The, the Aussie in me is just like wait until we get you to the Gabba or some shit, which doesn't even make sense. Doesn't even make sense. <laughs> yeah, for the first Ashes test next year at the Gabba. Yes, that's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, Edgebaston this year, not Gabba. Gabba, yeah. then um, then Wales. They couldn't. Um, you're right. Like they couldn't have. They really couldn't have done this much better. Like it, it is like McCullum fucking times a million. Yeah, you know, you know, in the first innings when they found themselves fifty five for six, when Stokes Stokes ran down the wicket again to Southie and he fucking mm. smashed him over his head, and it's like. What the fuck is this? It's amazing. <clears throat> and then two balls later, he tries to do it to Wagner and he hits it to like the three-quarter man down at uh, mid-off. And then mm. I think that made it 55 for five, I think, when Stokes got out. And it was like, oh, that's that's bad. But then at the same time, it's like, well, that's just what it's going to be. Um, but I, I still can't. I mean, okay, New Zealand are, <clears throat> no Ross Taylor's a big one. Williamson, before this test match in England against England, averages 25. Was that, which he for a guy, one game there? <laughs> no, he's played, no he's, this, this, this was his eighth. This was his eighth test right. match. So he's got a, he's got a 
for his record, given the average is 50 in test cricket, <clears throat> that's remarkably poor. Um, mm. So it doesn't help if there's no runs for him. Ross Taylor not not there anymore. Um, and Daryl Mitchell, who wasn't even in the squad for this, is the only guy who's... who's well, actually, Tom Blundell's actually had a really good series as well. But if you, mm. all your runs are coming at six and seven, um, it feels like... But actually, the, the, the amount of runs wasn't the issue. The, the bowling was the issue. Uh, the, mm. the, con, the concession of runs. But then, I mean, Bolt has come just, just from the IPL. So is Southie. But they... I mean, Southie did something a little bit off to me, but then Bolt in this game was just, an, especially in this game, in this third game, it was fucking unplayable um, at times. Uh, but maybe this is uh, maybe this is McCullum's angle where uh, just play white ball cricket because you guys are really good at white ball cricket. And what with Johnny Bairstow coming in at five now and just having the series of his entire life, it reminded me a little bit of when... Um, when Marnus came into the test team for the Australian for the Australian side, and then and this was after Sandpaper where they didn't have Smith Warner um, for a period of time, and Australia looked really bad. And then all of a sudden, when Marnus came in and did really well, then you've got like two world class batters in the middle order, and it seemed to make a lot more sense. The, the team became infinitely better. The bowling was better all of a sudden. Less pressure at the top of the innings. Um, it gave opportunity for Cameron Green to come in later. Uh, late later on um, to develop his cricket as well, but when you but when Joe Root has just been playing these games and he's been doing it on his dick and scoring two hundreds and losing teams and whatever, that's all well and good. But if no one else is going with him, then it's you're going to lose seventeen games out of eighteen. Um, but now Bairstow coming in, it's like, but now oh England's can England play? Except Johnny Bairstow's played like fucking sixty Test matches, averages thirty, and he gets bowled all the time. So like I don't. What? I mean, you, you asked before, you said, but it's the same team, so I don't trust it. I mean, the, the variable is leadership, you know, like like leadership mm. can unlock. Like, uh, you yep. know, the question is, um, is it is it like a bit of a halo effect and, and a honeymoon period? Or can that style of play, which is very specific, as in just out and out attack, um, can it apply to the like multitude of um, conditions that Test Cricket can throw up across mm. the world? But... England have fallen into the trap before of caring about the next series more than this current one. Like, <clears throat> mm. I just think they've won three nil. It's a fucking great start. Good for them. Okay, maybe New Zealand are dog shit, but let's just find out. Um, you know, now now England get to play um, half of the Indian team and half of the Leicestershire team. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this this Friday, and yeah. I don't know. India would like uh, India will have some plans, um, but yeah. I, I I don't know. I, I just think, yeah, like, I think McCullum's played a blinder. I think when you win one test from 17, mm. you're in a great position to try doing it a different way. And, like, mm. if you're coming from such a low base, then what have you got to lose, really? Like, mm. and, and it's actually come off really well. Who knows whether it will work down the track. You'd imagine that a couple of better teams might be able to um, affect some tactics that make that approach look silly. But who cares? England can cross that bridge when they come to it. Um, yeah, well, so just yeah. on the, the, that uh, element of leadership, um, I mean, Jack Leach, I mean, Root obviously just did not want to play Jack Leach. He also didn't want to play Anderson and Broad. Um, so a mm. few blokes he didn't want to play. Uh, and then Jack Leach was taken 10 for 5 for 100 in the first dig, 5 for 66 in the second. Um, he had uh, Henry Nichols in all sorts of trouble, who's apparently got a terrible record against left arm. Uh, orthodox spin. Uh, but Jack Leach, 10 wickets, the first time he's taken Pfeiffer in England, and he's done it back-to-back here. Um, that's good. That's good. So now now all guys are performing well, except for Zach Crawley. So just be greedy with that. Uh, get angry about that. Um, 
But this, well, they're this talking actually... now, mate, about like whether uh, and Kumar Sangakara was behind this, but they're talking about whether, given their new style, there is a spot for Joss Butler in the Test side at the top of the order if they're just going <laughs> to fucking go all out and just play ODI cricket. Yeah, T Twenty cricket. Let's 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 go. Yeah, I still think that Zach Crawley is absolutely part of that England side for a long time. He just can, he's just going to need a little bit of time, uh, and you can afford that time when you've got other blokes scoring. You know, like like Besto did overnight, eighty or fucking forty rocks. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Bring Butler in. Let's. Who gives a fuck? I mean, that's basically <laughs> what England's playing anyway. Yeah, is Hales, is Hales available? Uh, I yeah. guess Owen Morgan's retiring now, so there's that. Uh, well done. Uh, so Owen Morgan is um, is supposed to. We're recording this on Tuesday. Is that what day is today? Um, and Owen Morgan is apparently um, going to be announcing his retirement from international cricket today in the UK. Um, so by the time you listen to this, it's probably already happened. But um, he uh, Owen Morgan won the thing that he was supposed to win. You know, they 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 put so much effort and energy into the 2019 World Cup, and they and they won it, and they got the photo of him holding the trophy and. Um, that was his crowning achievement. Uh, I'm I'm a little bit surprised he hasn't gone all the way with um, into the the T20 World Cup in here Australia, given it's in a few months' time. But Pez, we were just talking off air before, and his his record ain't so good for a hot minute. Ah, oh, uh, look, I think he gave himself a good crack for a while <laughs> once the eyes went <laughs> yeah, making the it to the T20 World Cup. Yeah, yeah, the eyes are gone. Uh, I think he yeah. had a crack for 18 months at scoring some runs. Couldn't quite do it, and uh, and then pulled the pin and. You know, I think that's probably the right thing to do. But when it comes to like reflecting on Morgan, really, you say he won the thing he was meant to win. But back in 2015, after they got absolutely trounced at the, trounced at the World Cup, like conceiving of England as the fucking alpha cock show cricketers of yeah. of what of the white ball format was just impossible. And yeah. they have changed. They have they've taken the game forward enormously. You know, they they're they're playing. They're playing a brand that's ahead of what really anybody else is doing, and that was largely due to Owen Morgan. And I think that he's he's deeply respected in England for uh, for making that real. You know, him and Trevor Bayliss together. I think it's a it's a it's a pretty excellent career on his part. And yeah, he gave himself every chance to to keep it going. That he was probably entitled to do it, but he's mm. pulled the pin. But I, I think ultimately he'll be remembered as the person who basically turned England cricket around from being beta cucks at white ball stuff to like yeah. alpha cock shows. Um, yeah. you, you can't really ask for much more than that. That's what, that's what we all ask for in white ball cricket, isn't it? <laughs> well, the alpha cock show side. <laughs> but think of I mean, in, 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 yeah. England to the cock show of white ball cricket. How did that happen? How did how the did world allow that? How did the world allow that to happen? Well, Owen Morgan really drove it, and doesn't yeah. England know it? Josh uh, Butler's going to be captain. Yeah, Josh Butler is going to be yeah. captain. Uh, and that's a pretty good replacement, I reckon. Uh, now, I'm just going to see what happens to Josh Butler because um, he's, he's, he himself has played 65-something test matches. Um, and I don't know if he'd ever need to play test match cricket anymore because his white ball mm. stuff is just fucking so good. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, England and India, the fifth test from the 2021 series, mm. uh, which obviously famously was curtailed due to coronavirus, the novel coronavirus that uh, I'm not sure if you've heard has been going around for a bit. Um, and that test match is in Edgebasson on July 1. That's Friday this week. Um, so the game that was going to be played was at Manchester, wasn't it, uh, at the end of that series? And then they, they pulled the pin the morning of the game. And quite okay, well, hang on. Yeah, okay, like, depending on, you know, your, like, your prejudices or politics or intellect or education or 
knowledge yep. or how old you are or whether you're left or right-handed, they left or forfeited or escaped or boycotted, you know, like w- I don't know if we ever yep. found the right word for what happened there. And also well, depending upon your insurance position as well. <laughs> but they're back. <laughs> but they're back. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to play that a weird cricket at, series. At Edgebaston, where England mm. um, well, have a pretty, pretty good record. Um, so the series is 2-1 to India at the moment. Um, now, this mm. series, Pez, was so long ago that Ollie Robinson was the leading wicket taker in that series. Took 21 poles. Um, Joe Root was the captain. Virat Kohli was the captain. Um, Silverwood and Shastri were the coaches. This seems like a fucking lifetime ago. And I guess mm. uh, a fair bit has happened in the world and cricket since then. Um, but that's what's happening in this series. They're going to complete, complete the series. Now, in the meantime, India have been playing a warm-up game against Leicestershire, the might mm. of Leicestershire. Yeah. But it's not really Leicestershire. Um, so just just a couple of notes before then. Um, Ashwin tested positive for COVID before he got on the flight to the UK. He's fine now. He's joined He's joined the squad now you know, in Leicestershire. He actually played a part in that game. Rohit Sharma, though, has tested for positive, um, and he might not be able to play on Friday. But Agarwal is brought into the squad. And I just reminded that um, you don't need to do any quarantine period uh, now for international travel, so Agarwal can just come straight into the squad, which just reminded me that the whole, you know, the whole COVID time where there's just periods of, um, you know, isolation and, and yeah, quarantine, I remember all, all that stuff. Yeah, do you remember that? Anyway, yeah. um, <clears throat> India have been playing a practice match against Leicestershire. It's turned into a centre wicket. Um, Kohli's had three digs in this game. Um, Indian net bowlers are buying for both teams. Uh, Pajara's had a stick for Leicestershire. Um, so Leicestershire... Um, a, I mean, they're using their ground. That's what's happening. <laughs> that's what's happening. And a couple of guys. Leicestershire players. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and the match was drawn. Yeah. <laughs> Boomer bowled for both sides. Yep. Shreya Sire and Jadeja batted twice in innings. Coley batted seven and Pajara batted eight. And Jadeja yep. got a 50 but didn't do the sword celebration. So that that's how little <laughs> this game means. I think the two, uh, like from an Indian perspective, he goes, I mean, this, mm. firstly, this was a fucking great series. Last it was year. a good series, yeah. It was, yeah. the series was hot and India, yeah, 2 1 up, so unlosable, I suppose. But mm. uh, th- they, they're pretty keen to get that scalp of a series win in England. Uh, t- I think the two big ones for India are, you mentioned Rohit having COVID. I think they're hopeful that he'll play. But, Remembering that, I mean, Rohit Sharma's captain of the test yeah. team. And yeah. uh, Kohli, I mean, if he doesn't play, mm. like Kohli won't take over. Um, Kale Rahul's not there because he's got a groin yeah. issue. <clears throat> yeah. And so people are asking whether Boomer is going to captain. Boomer was apparently setting fields for a bit. Uh, Boomer's never captained. He's vice captain. Boomer's never okay. captained at, at, at any level. Uh, and so it's um that would be pretty interesting uh, in in terms of who would get the gig. I just got the feeling that given that context, Rohit will just probably play. Right, uh, they'll just make that happen. And then that the other one is, it looked like they discarded Chiteshwar Pajara from the side after the Sri yeah. Lanka series, but he's back in the squad. Yeah, uh, because they, they obviously see him as an England expert for a one. It's like a fucking like one-off prize fight. He went yeah. over to Sussex, Pajara, scored 720 runs in eight innings. So I don't think you're bringing over someone as senior as as Pajara to, to run the drinks, so to speak. Yeah. So, no, no, no. Well, there's nothing no, with that. Literally. 
with that captaincy thing, I mean, Rahane is obviously not in the squad as well. He was sort of discarded yeah. after that Sri Lanka series with with Pajara. But um, so then then Shreyas Iyer has got captaincy aspirations, but he's only played a couple of games, so he wouldn't do it. Now mm. Rishabh Pant has been captaining India in this um, mm. this um, white ball series against South Africa, mm. where they were playing a, a B side basically. But it, it, mm. that feels wild for him to do it as well. So that's so yeah, Sharma Sharma will play. If he's on his fucking deathbed, it sounds like. Yeah, that's right. Who, <laughs> yeah, who 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 was skipper? I guess anyone but Verat. Anyone but Verat. Yeah, uh, let's get him back. I mean, that's one disappointing thing about this. Like, I wouldn't have minded. Like, so, see, I'm just thinking about like how McCullum's brought the chill and the vibes and the energy to England cricket, and like, I, I feel like that's kind of followed the Australian approach with McDonald and you know Vittori and Divanudo and these guys being all about like being happy and not being pained by cricket anymore. Uh, yeah. Like that's that's the new trend in cricket. Like be happy, except yeah. when you fail, it's okay. Just keep your mental health together because it's a fucking brutal game. Uh, mm. And like, but but India under Shastri was like angry. Yeah, uh, they were at, Shastri and Kohli axis was angry at your throat, want to mm. kill you. Indian pride, and I wouldn't have minded seeing Shastri versus McCullum. You know, mm. like and and I actually wouldn't also mind seeing cricket coaches with a technical area. Uh, yes, of course. Of course, yes, that's right. Uh, especially Sh- there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But instead, India is 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 now in the Drava era, who's also pretty chill in his yeah, own way. Very calm. So, yeah, very uh, calm. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed that humans have worked out how to relax. I remember in the series that uh, the Boomer was bowling bumpers to Anderson, who fucking did not like one bit of that, and they were sort of going yeah. at each other. That was at Lords, I think. Yeah. Um, and then there um, were fights in the long room and stuff as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, there was there was a big partnership with someone. Who scored? I was Boomer scored a fifty, didn't he? At Lords, was that that game? Then they, yeah, they all got down there. They all got down there yeah. into the long room. They clapped them in. Yeah, and, clapped him off. Yeah. Um, and then why well, can't I think of this fucking coach's name? Um, the seamer for India, um, Siraj. young guy, Siraj. Thank you, Siraj. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely yeah, wheeling away. At, mm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, is that, is that the Oval uh, when they rolled England in a session? Um, yeah, so it was a hot series. It was hot. It was a hot series. It was a hot series. Yeah. Anyway, so they're going to finally complete that a year and a half later or whatever. Mm. Um, but so you know, good for them. Okay, a series that uh, has <laughs> concluded and then will commence in Sri Lanka. Uh, so Sri Lanka won that ODI series three two. Um, not much to write home about. Dave Warner hit ninety nine. Then a losing side. I suppose that's good. Josh Inglis got a game. Um, be batted four. He scored five of ten. Australia basically spun out in that series. Disappointing in lots of regards because um, England win series when they're playing their C team. Um, and I see I sense a bit of a lack of depth in ODI cricket, which is weird because I still don't really know where we're at with our white ball program. Um, mm. Though they are the current T Twenty World Champions, so that's good. But and they'll they'll you know. They'll probably make a semi-final or a final in this World Cup in October, November. But uh, but the the ODI stuff is um, it's hard it's harder to pin down where Australia's at with it because I look at the names and the team sheet. I'm like ah oh, that that doesn't look good. But then I'm like and then who else? Anyway, uh, anything anything to say about the uh, the ODI series about the abject yes, I do. failure? Please I do. Me. And it's connected to the Test series because you've you've mentioned the things that were concerning about it. Uh, Sri Lanka spun them out. Australia's playing mid nineties cricket, you know, scoring yeah. two twenty, two fifty, trying to defend. Guys making like less than run a ball scores. Uh, you know, I want more now. I'm gluttonous. But I saw something mm-hmm. more concerning than that, he goes. And I'm sure you saw it as well. At the end of this series, after Australia made a consolation victory, yeah. In the in the like tempestuous 
um, problematic context of the Sri Lankan, you know, polis at the moment. Yeah. They, those Sri Lankan fans were packing the stadiums, mm. many of them in yellow shirts with, with messages saying, thanks, Australia. Yeah. Thank you, Australia. Thank, Thank you, you, Australia. G'day, mate. Thank you. Now, I find that deeply worrying. Ugly scenes. Uh, and and th- look, this ugly. is ugly scenes. Mm. And it makes, me, it makes me think Sri Lanka know exactly what they're doing on yeah. this tour. Mm. It, it's exactly the same approach that K.L. Rahul took to Cameron Green's debut, welcoming yep. him to the crease earnestly without irony. It's the perfect way to discombobulate Australia mentally. Now, some are in there saying, no, actually, Sri Lanka's going through a really tough time and they're thanking Australia for bolstering um, the happiness of the of the crowd, etc. Incorrect and disrespectful to Sri Lankans to say that. This was very, very astute psychology from Sri Lanka. Glenn Maxwell said it after the game. He said, we're used to being the enemy. Uh, Sri Lanka knows how to beat Australia. I see problems ahead for this yep. series. Um so to move into the series, a, yeah, a few please. thoughts. Away series cricket is where you find out if you're any good, right? Yep. And like this is this has got to use a footballing term. This, this has got banana skin written all over it. This test series, like we, like we don't we don't win there, right? We yep. haven't won there since 2004 when basically every player was an all timer. Yeah. Um, we can't reverse sweep that well. Nathan Lyons never taken wickets there. And simultaneously, our country has no respect for Sri Lanka at all, and the public expects to win 2-0, both by an innings, while we watch the footy. <laughs> right? Do you know what I mean? Like, all, all the ingredients are there. Yeah. And, like, the other thing I'm noting is there's a lot of... We're talking a lot of shit in the press. Like, there's been a week of speculation about whether Swepson will play or a finger spinner will play. Some weird shit going on here. We're making a lot of noise and we're briefing press about the fact that we might be playing a finger spinner. Mm. Um, like indications Agar would have played if he didn't have a side strain. We've rushing, we're rushing Duck Holland over. Yeah, Matt Kuhneman on the show. Uh, we haven't spoken to him yet. He, he's getting airtime. Um, you invest for five years in Swepson. He gets a ragger and now you're not going to pick him. Like I just wonder if they're playing silly buggers over that. Like it was suggested to me by somebody who would know that they held Swepson back from the one-dayers to not show him to the Sri Lankan players and played all the left-arm orthodox guys. Why are we even playing these fucking games with Sri Lanka? You know, what? what like, are we already beaten mentally? Uh, the other thing is, like, can Australia just win on ranked turners? These, these are meant to be ranked. This is just going to be a rank-ass turner. Yeah. Take the quicks yeah. out of it. Can we do it? Yeah. Uh, so um, the other thing he goes... This is the scene of Nathan Lyon's test debut. So there's going to be a lot of footage mm-hmm. of him nicking off Kumar Sankara or whatever. I'm, more of, a Copeland. Copeland. I'm yeah. more of a Copeland second ball to Tilakratna Dilshan guy myself. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Tilakratna Dilshan now plays for Endeavour Hills. Yep. Um, Couple of whereas clubs. Kumar Sankara is, is like answering the door in his robe in London um, and also commentating <laughs> for Sky and looking a trillion dollars in the nets when they do that yeah. fucking masterclass thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, people are yeah. talking about how we can reach out to new audiences yeah. or consolidate mm. people around the game of cricket. Uh, mm. I, I could watch a 24-hour channel of fucking Sankara on a ball machine. That's just me. Mm. Check my hard drives all you want. <laughs> so that's that's my preview of the yeah, Sri Lanka well, series. Well, my, my, my favourite memory of Australia playing Test cricket in 
uh, Sri Lanka is when Michael Clark takes a good catch off uh, Jay Wardner and Jay Wardner stands there and then um, Michael Clark goes, Mahela, Mahela, 100%. 100%. Because, you know, he caught it and he was out. So fuck off. Um, So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, but what's he like as a bloke? Um, So Glenn Maxwell's in in line for a call-up. Apparently he's uh, he's been calling to replace Travis Head, who's got a string. Mitchell Stark Mm. is apparently available. He split his finger. He bowled for an hour and a half yesterday or on Sunday. Um, Agar's obviously in a race for the second test uh, with a side strain. Steve Smith apparently uh, is not going to be 100%, but he probably will play. Um, So I think the likely 11 for me, Pez, Warner, Kawaja, Marner, Smith, Heddle, Maxwell, Green at six, Carey seven, and then I've got Cummins eight, Lyon nine, Swepson, and then Hazelwood. Stark will play instead of Hazelwood. Uh, like Hazelwood is the one that makes way when um, they're going with two spinners. So Stark, okay. Stark took a million wickets there last time. I think Hazel uh, Hazelwood made way okay. in Pakistan as well. But yeah, I think did, I think he? I think yeah, you're right. Right. I, I think they should give Swepson first crack, and if he if he fails, then have a look at a finger spinner. But there's there's a lot of stuff in the press about how uh, like yeah. Harath told Nathan Lyon that you know you just yeah. need to stay in the same area and mm. uh, or, or some shit like that. But I mean I, I don't I just don't understand how if you give Swept in so much investment, and there are so few yeah. opportunities where a spinner can actually mm. excel that you then go, nah, we're just going to get duck, Ducky Holland over. Well, that's uh, it. I mean, Holland, has, Holland hasn't been in the squad for four years, um, and he obviously was not first picked. But it's like, but now they just want they'll take they'll take anything. They'll take any of this kind of thing because uh, um, I saw a thing with Adam Voja saying like it's not the one that spins on the outside edge; it's ones that go straight on. Yeah. Um, that's obviously left arm. Finger spinner stuff. Obviously, Harath, 400 and something test wickets over there. Um, I guess Leach played there as well last year. I mean, this, this the, the equivalent of this series was last year when Shul- uh, England went to Sri Lanka. They won 2-0. Um, fucking, what's his name? Lawrence scored a ton, I think. Uh, Joe Root scored back-to-back 200s. Um, so, can Australia find someone that's got back-to-back 200s? That'd be nice because <laughs> Sri Lanka's likely top seven is going to be Karuna Ratna, Nisanka, who obviously played really well in the one-day series, and Kusil Mendes. Angelo Matthews, De Silva, Chandamal, Dickweller. That's their top seven. It's fucking a bit, it's a bit, yeah, meh, isn't it? Like, it's a bit meh. Like, it's all a bit average 35 to 40 in test cricket. Like, Australia yeah, should have not. at home? Yeah. I, I, well. I, it's funny, mate. Like, Sri Lanka do okay at home. They, they, they lose to England and they lose to India. But they knock over, you know, West Indies, Bangladesh. They beat South Africa there last time. Okay. Uh, and I just note that, like, the last time Australia went to Sri Lanka in 2016, there was this sense that, like, Australia might have the building blocks to go to number one again. Yeah. They'd won five series out of six. They'd just lost an Ashes in England, which they want to do 3-2. But yep. they'd basically beaten they'd, – they'd done really well, five series out of six. And then that Sri Lanka series presaged a whole um, – like almost a collapse, you know. They yeah. then lost to South Africa at home. That's they right. They drew with Bangladesh. They lost to India. Uh, mm. And they're in a similarish position again. I know they're like officially number one in the world or some shit like that. But <laughs> like now, like, you know, if you if you are number one in the world, you win this series and you, and you win it handsomely. But it's going to be, like, I think for a purist, it's a really interesting series, potentially more so than Pakistan, because Australia knows how to play some quick bowling, they know how to reverse, and they know how to play on flat wickets, which is basically what Pakistan surfed up. But this is going to be like fucking, this is minefield turning shit. Uh, And 
th- this is a specific test of batting technique and it's a specific test for Nathan Lyon. And, and I think for that reason, it's a huge series for Steve Smith. Steve Smith's been worked mm-hmm. out since the Ashes in 2019 with guys who bump him and put guys on the leg side or they starve him outside off stump. And he's played a waiting game but hasn't found any rhythm or fluency. But if Sri Lanka are going to take um, quicks out of the game, essentially, then you'd think that opens up an opportunity for Steve Smith, who's a really good player of spin. He, he, he lives for runs. He's been, it's been dry. Mm. Uh, and he, it's, it's been a minute for him. I think it's a, I think it's a really interesting series for him uh, and for Nathan Lyon. Completely agree. I'd add a third one on top of that, and that would be Marnus for me, who obviously came into the side on the back of 2019 just in blistering form and scored all those runs against that fantastic touring team, New Zealand in Australia, um, and went to world number one test batter uh, at some point. It's also been a little bit of time for him as well, less to a lesser extent than what it has been for Steve Smith. I completely agree with you on Smith. Um, but I want to see some Marnus runs. I want to see some Smith runs. I mean, Smith is, Smith is the thing because, I mean, you, Australia can't be the best team in the world unless Smith is one of the best two batters in the world. So, mm. um, yeah, I, I, I need that. I mean, the, we saw a wonderful form from Khawaja uh, in Pakistan. It'd be interesting to see that as well. I mean, so many left-handers in Australia's top five, and there's three if head plays. Um, and I wonder if that will come into Sri Lanka's thinking with a leg spinner as opposed to a, a left-arm orthodox. Because, I mean, I, I understand why they want to play left-arm orthodoxes in this modern form, because there's just LBWs deluxe. You get the stumps involved, whereas a leg spinner that's a little bit harder to hit the stumps mm. and get LBW, especially on Raging Turners. That's what, I'm sure that's the Swepson discussion. Mm. But they've also, because, I mean, Sri Lanka's brought in this guy who hasn't played a test before, who is um, Art Van Der Say. Van Der Say. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Edwin's brother. <laughs> Edwin, Edwin Van Der Say, um, who played in the White Ball Series. But he's, he's got a good record in, in first-class cricket. He averages 26 in first-class cricket. I read yesterday, stat dog, woof, woof. Um, but uh, but <laughs> just breathe, just breathe, just let it come. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, who knows what will happen? And many people will listen to this after they pick the team. So um, yeah, fuck, what do we know? Um, Mate, one one more the the potential selection of Glenn Maxwell. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's really interesting, just for what it says about uh, the principles that guide selections in cricket Completely teams agree. now yeah. and. Uh, so to, to lay out the foundations for it, I think that Glenn Maxwell is um, one of the most talented cricketers in the world. I think he's been criminally underutilised and, and um, under, I guess, um, what's the word? like it, it Supported since the start of his career. And so I'd be really happy to see him play Test Cricket for Australia because he can, he can do it. Um, however... To bring in a guy who hasn't played a red ball game since 2019 and to, you know, get him to dust off his baggy green in circumstances where there was literally an Australia A tour to Sri Lanka mm. and guys like um, Jimmy Pearson, obviously wicketkeeper, Henry Hunt, just scored runs for Australia A mm. in Sri Lanka to win them a game. Other guys scored runs through Aaron Hardy, etc. Um you know, it just reminds you that, like, many of the systems that are meant to or purported to support the national team are becoming redundant. Uh, that there is yep. a, like, a, a confluence of white ball and red ball stuff going on at the moment. You, uh, you know, Glenn, Glenn Maxwell, Glenn Maxwell, with respect to him, because he makes millions and he's entitled to do that, he, he would find a, a state cricket contract prohibitive 
You know, yep. a state cricket contract is it gets in the road of his earning power. Uh, so, I just think it's interesting that Australian that, that the Australian team are um, mm. are nodding to that and saying, "Look, he's he's the best guy for the job, and uh, he's scored a hundred in India before." He's got the tools to do it, and he can make that transition from T20 cricket, from white ball cricket to red ball cricket, ahead of guys who have been sweating it out, playing long-form stuff in sides that are meant to support the test team, like Australia A. Uh, So to be clear, it's nothing against Glenn Maxwell, the person, um, and I'm still happy on that level that he's found his side door back into the Australian side, and I hope he does well. But I think it's an interesting um, revealer of the way that like support structures are not are becoming increasingly redundant when it comes to the top of red ball cricket. And I think that plays into our BBL discussion we're about to have. Yeah, it's, re- it's a really interesting point, man. I agree. And I actually wondered if um, part of the reason he would be playing, because he's been bowling so well in the white ball stuff as well. He's, mm. His bowling's actually excellent. I mean, he's much, he's much better off spinning than what Travis Head is. I think mm. Travis Head would be first selected if he's, if he's going to be fit with his string. But I actually wondered if Cameron Green... Um, might actually make weight in well it's only two test series but like they actually might play um, Maxwell instead of him perhaps uh, for some extra bowling I mean it probably won't happen but I just wonder if that, if that is if that is possible um, the BBL Pez uh, now Usman Khawaja's uh, stated recently has said I personally think the BBL if it wants to grow and be fair dinkum about it we need to think about privatising it apparently he's had discussions with Nick Hockley he's walking to the office and Nick Hockley's apparently agreed with him uh, the privatisation is the way to go uh, this is on the back of BBL obviously introducing an overseas player draft where top players can make 340k uh, and not be replied and not not be required to stay for the whole tournament. Uh, obviously, the BBL is now competing against the South Africa T20, uh, this T20 league, obviously the UAE league as well. There's Australia places are supposed to play against South Africa in a white ball series after the tests uh, finish in January, but now that's going to be put in the bin <laughs> because bin South Africa want to go home and play in this. Uh, in this new series that they've got going on there, which obviously gives rise to the current test players actually playing the big bash for the first time in maybe 10 years. Um, so that's good. Uh, but, um, but yeah, privatization of the big bash. I can see what he's saying. Uh, can't really see CA losing much control of the actual league and tournament though, which is what would happen if, um, if they gave it to, um, you know, private ownership. Of franchises. I, I, I think it will happen. Like, I think private ownership of the BB, BBL will happen. I think the administrator's language has softened on it. I know a couple of years ago, um, there was a lot uh, firmer position taken from administrators on the um, some of the risks of private ownership. And, and I think some of those risks are really valid. Uh, but you, you can't... Like, I don't think one can understand this conversation about private uh, equity into the BBL and separate it from the recent IPL media rights deal. So, like, I, I still – I don't think mm. people realise how much that IPL media rights deal will change the game. Like, yeah. literally billions has come mm. into the game. We live in a nakedly capitalist paradigm. The game of cricket will orient itself now to capitalise on deals like that, which is domestic franchise T20 mm. cricket. And each country – will like the, the market hand will force it to shape itself so that deals like this continue to come in um it will need some protections of international cricket and test cricket etc i actually don't think it's a death knell for test cricket i just think that 
all systems supporting national cricket will be much more T20 oriented. I think grade cricket will go that way. I think state yeah. cricket will go that way. It's already happening. You know, look at the Sheffield Shield. It's been played in fucking August in, you know, yeah. shit tips in Adelaide with yeah. respect. Uh, test cricket will become the celebration of a pastime like um, like weirdos who cr- recreate med- medieval battles on Saturday yep. morning or like, yep. or like Civil War reenactments. That's what test cricket will become. Um, but like, m- mate, like... The question with the BBL is about money to compete against other leagues, right? It just doesn't look like they are generating enough money to get the sorts of players that they need. Like the UAE has more money. Um, South African cricket has more money. I don't know if those competitions can sustain themselves because competitions do come and go. Mm. But, you know... Usman Khawaja is going to be in favour of more money coming into the BBL. Um, I'm not saying it's just because it goes to him. He's, he mm. claims that he's saying it because uh, it will help younger players coming through. But um, it, it I, I, my understanding is that Cricket Australia are looking at private ownership a little bit more seriously than what they were. But, like, in the interests of black-hatting it, one issue with private ownership is that, like, Cricket Australia's remit is uh, meant to be a little bit broader than just profit. Some might say it's not, but it's meant to be. You're meant to return some of that money back to the community or back to clubs. Uh, it, it has a not-for-profit um, kind of spirit, <laughs> probably mm. even more than that. Whereas a private owner that comes in, they don't have as much um, obligation, you know, moral or commercial, to return some of the profits back to the community. You know, what fucking, what does, what do the Mumbai Indians care about fucking mm. old mate, you know, playing on good nets at Dremoyne. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah. They, so so there is some care that Cricket Australia has to take before receiving private money, but sure. I don't know how they can compete with other competitions without it. You know, that, yeah. that's and that, that's where the game's going. Sorry for the multiple monologues there. There's, um, there's, there's, there's an issue generally with the Big Bash and that there's not enough money. It goes for way too long um, and none of the best players play in it. I'm sort of reminded recently because, I mean, I think... Was it the Big Bash or someone? Someone's been putting out um, uh, photos of you know the the best teams, the best players that have played in the Big Bash, and it's all it's all at the very beginning of the tournament. Like McCullum was playing with Flintoff at the Heat. AB Davilias come out here. Um, whole list of good English players are playing. Um, there was actually there was a time when like really good cricketers were playing um, in the Big Bash, and now it's um it's first graders playing for two two different franchises in the same tournament, um, which is not specifically the Big Bash's fault. I mean, that's a coronavirus issue, but like, um, but still that's, that's a huge problem with it. And, uh, and it's just going to get swallowed up. Um, so they need to do something. So yeah, sell, 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 uh, buy the dip, um, bit of crypto hmm. money. Yeah. Do whatever you want. Some NFTs, um, I don't know. Yeah. NFTs or something NASDAQ, like that. Wall Street. <laughs> uh, in other news uh, the West Indies have just beaten Bangladesh by 10 wickets over there in St. Lucia they've won the series 2-0 um, Bangladesh hit 234 in the first innings way unders West Indies hit 408 Kyle Myers hit 146 he also got man of the series uh, took some poles in that first game as well uh, Bangladesh then uh, in the third innings he hit 186 and the West Indies chased an enormous 13 for no loss winning the game by 10 wickets uh, their most significant the most significant parts of that series uh, was Kemar Raj going past Michael Holding. Uh, it was 249 test wickets, I think it was. Uh, he took zero in the first dig, but he took three for 54 in the second. Michael Holding saying lots of nice things about Kemar Roach, uh, which is lovely to see. So that makes him the sixth, sixth highest test wicket taker in West Indies cricket history. Not 
bad, I reckon. Kemar uh, Roach came out the other day, mate, and said, uh, didn't he come out the other day and say, say something like, I love looking at my stats in bed, even if I haven't played a game. Looks at his stats. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Again, you know, it's like James Anderson saying he'd prefer the fire for instead of the win. Like, 100%. we're just getting a little bit more honesty from international mm. cricketers, and it's very welcome. He just, he literally takes his stats to bed in his phone. He probably cuddles up, and he just, and, he, and it makes him feel fucking great just looking at Fuck numbers yeah. next to his name. Good for him. That's how cricketers play, and it's good that he's honest about it. It's it's, it's good that he's not saying, like, oh, look, you know, it's just like Daryl Mitchell, like Lur said to us on the show last week. Lur. You know, well, it doesn't really matter much, but, you know, because we, we didn't get the win, I was pretty gutted. Fuck off. Oh, shut Lur. the fuck up. Shut yeah. the fuck up. Yeah. With respect. <laughs> friend of the show congratulations on your three Ingrid, test yeah. hundreds in a row um yeah now a slightly concerning thing about test cricket generally outside of the three teams that played the sport uh is that west indies don't even have a shirt sponsor uh at the moment they're, they're, pl- they're just playing uh this test series with just the west indies logo on the left breast nothing on the rest of the shirt nothing on the collar nothing on the right breast um which is probably quite alarming given they cannot find a shirt sponsor um but you know uh, Talawas in the uh, Caribbean Premier League uh, look, look pretty strong this year. A bit of franchise stuff. Uh, God, they give it a whack. And uh, uh, Matthew Kuhneman is on the show, Pez, uh, who we're about to speak to in a moment's time. I'm going to thank our dearest friends at Budgie Smuggler, budgiesmuggler.com, uh, .au or .uk, depending where you are across the lands. Um, Pez, we were very fortunate to receive uh, from mm. Budgie Smuggler the new kit. There obviously there's a new uh, tracksuit, um, <laughs> new sorry, new tracksuit and hoodie range in Australia. New swimmer in the UK, of course. Lots of people in the UK at the moment. Lots of people travelling. Nice to see people uh, out and about again across the land. So hopefully staying safe. Um, but uh, new swimmer, of course, in the UK. But new new tracksuit and hoodie range in the um, in in the uh, in the south down here. Um, mm. There's um, I had a circuit on. I had a circuit on the weekend. Now, we were obviously, as I said before, we were lucky enough to um, receive some of this new merchandise uh, to wear. You can see Sam Perry wearing some right now, as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah, have a look. Have a they, look at they it. They do t-shirts too. Here we go. Have a look at Maybe. it. Um, now, I had a, uh, an unopened box from Budgie Smuggler uh, and had a circuit, just out with some girlfriends on the weekend. Um, oh, I decided... I just, I decided, oh, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't go home unless okay. there's two. <laughs> I'm not going out unless there's two. <laughs> anyway, um, so I was playing the role of gay best friend on the on the weekend. Um, okay. It was me and I think I was with eight girlfriends, nine maybe. Oh fuck me! And uh, <laughs> anyway, um, they've been drinking for most of the day. Uh, I met up with them later. And then it got to the stage where kick-ons needed to happen. Now, I was playing the role of uh, hospitable host. Um, and so I decided to... <laughs> you, you brought eight girls back to your house? Yeah, but let's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just the gay friend. Yeah, 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 come back. <laughs> First of all, they know, who I, they know who I am. They're not, it's not like I wasn't <laughs> yeah, playing yeah. a role. Oh. Uh, like I wasn't fucking cosplaying. Um mm. Anyway, all of a sudden, like, and let's let's be honest, it's three in the morning, um, and good good times were had, but um, but then they see this uh, this box of unopened Budgie Smuggler merch, and all of a sudden, there's eight birds in my house wearing Budgie Smugglers hoodies, tracksuits, Anderson right. Array t-shirts, uh, and so I'm just saying, it was popular, it was a hit, Budgie Smuggler. 
Com. Yeah. Well, you can have a look at what that if you're watching on YouTube. I've actually got a few of them here as well. Here's your here's your hoodie. That's and I'm, I'm telling you that is real smooth on the old uh, on the old fingers on the old digits. Yeah, on the, out of the mitts on it. Yeah, and it got. Some, yeah. I mean, look, I can't put these on here in Darwin. Uh, it's pretty hot. That's that's a that's a sweaty shit. Well. We're, we're talking we're talking about budgie smuggler leveling up to an apparel company. Yeah. Watch out, competitors. Very happy to push that along the way. And obviously, as he goes, is demonstrating if you want to pretend you're gay to get eight women back to your house, uh, you can also it can also be I so said. versatile that you can you, you can leave a box of unopened merch on a table for them to see, knowing exactly what will happen. And they'll and they'll share that there wasn't even that much, many clothes, so some of them were wearing some clothes. And uh, and they can model that around their house as well. It's three a.m. Everyone listening to the show wants to know what happened afterwards, uh, and I know you're not going to tell them. But um, uh, again, Linny, if you're listening, this is the sort of way we can pump your clothing up, brother. Uh, plenty of stories where that came from. Plenty of stories where that came from. Well, also, what happened was at the end, like um, at the end. What am I talking about? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, no, so like, no, at the end. No, no what no, happened at the end? No, I've, I've, well, Pe- okay, Pez has just got up and left. Um, but no, just, just <laughs> because also like, in the box he goes with some smugglers. So were they putting them on as well? Yeah, they're putting them on. Yeah, here. mate. So, and, so your anyway, girlfriend's the morning, putting, mate. Then the next morning, it's a Sunday morning. My apartment's a fucking bomb site. Yeah, they're yeah. putting, they're putting that on. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, st- how many of them stayed over? No, 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 no. No one stayed over. No one stayed over. They literally just my girlfriends. Um, uh, and then like, but now now I'm missing a whole bunch of merch. I literally just like got up and left with it. They stole it. That's how good it is. Yeah, they stole it. I'm livid. My wife told me uh, overnight she did a night shift. She was talking to a colleague of hers who um had his car stolen from the hospital. And they found his car um, three hours away in the Daly River. And uh, they, a couple of kids had been living in it for a few days. This is the, the story I was told. It's got a and, soup kitchen. Uh, there was like tins of um, spam and tuna and stuff in there and tools from them breaking his car. And, uh, and then he, he got his car back. Obviously, it was not roadworthy anymore. But um, he, as he was going through it, he found a, a cut-off rat's tail that had been plattered. Uh, and called the police to say I found genetic evidence, you know, and they're like, "Mate, it's too small fry for us. We're not, we're not going after the, we're not going after the criminals of a, of a, of a, of a car theft." Fuck. Um, so, um, yeah, we're. I mean, we all have people yeah. that leave things at the house. I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> It could be a car, it could, you know, whatever. Yeah. Now, when you yeah. say cut off rat's tail, I, I'm fucking so dumb. The first thing I thought of was a literal a rat's tail, not like oh, a, that makes not sense. A, not yeah, a hair, not a hairstyle. No, thanks yeah. for clarifying. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, com. Here he is. Here's the great man, Matthew Kernerman. Very lucky to be joined by Gold Coast, Queensland, Brisbane Heat, and Australian cricketer. Matt Kuhneman, uh, and I say that in that order as well of importance. Uh, Matt, welcome to The Great Cricketer. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, all right, Matt, straight into the important stuff, grade cricket. Like a, a key theme of this show is that like, if you can survive grade cricket, you can do anything in life. Um, 
even though grade cricket seems to get no media love, it didn't seem to stop the Gold Coast Bulletin in 2017 um, dedicating an entire article to you recording bad figures in a game against Sandgate. It said <laughs> Kuhneman 20 was the target of friends and teammates after going for heavy figures of fourth 180 or something like that. Um, is Gold Coast cricket the most cutthroat of all grade cricket? Uh, and do you think that kind of media bullying has held you in good stead for your rise to international cricket? Oh, definitely. I remember, uh, yeah, like the last five years, it's been brutal. If you go well, you don't even really get not much mention. But if you go bad and if the team's losing, we always seem to find ourselves in like pretty much the third page of the of the sports section. So, um, no, yeah, definitely it held me in good stead. Um, but we love it. The boys take the mickey out of each other. So um, as long as the boys got a laugh, I'm, I'm happy with that. I don't know if I've ever seen like j just an article for a grade cricketer recording bad figures like the <laughs> like the, the journal Terry Wilson by the way if you're watching Terry um, on YouTube uh, among other things he he could have written about how many runs Sandgate scored or anything like that but he just decided to go oh Kuhneman went for 186 that's my article this week <laughs> yeah I'm pretty sure that's that's standard um, Terry is it. He's been at the Gold Coast Bowl for a long time. So, um, no, someone could have pissed him off during the week. So, um, no, but it was good. Um, we don't mind any publicity. It's good publicity, right? Yeah, yeah sort of. Um, <laughs> some of the some of the great achievements, uh, sort of finishing with, I suppose, playing for Australia, I guess. But, um, you know, you've obviously won, a, you know, a private school first 11 premiership, which is the main achievement. Um, you've also, uh, but I want to know, like, so I think you, I think you played first grade when you were 17. I think that's when you debuted for the Gold Coast when you were 17. I noticed you, you played, you won a first grade game for the Dolphins against Toomble. You put on 70 for the 10th wicket. I mean, what kind of scenes are that to win a game, putting on 70 for the 10th wicket to win a game? I mean, afterwards, sheds, tubs, what are we looking at? Beers everywhere. Oh, it was, it was incredible. It was one of, it was actually one of the, the better days of my cricket journey because, I could have probably nicked off five times and got dropped. So that sort of made everything all a little bit better. So, and and because our change rooms are quite close, you heard the, the Turnbull coach blowing up their players. So, um, no, it was, that was fantastic. And one of the great wins for Gold Coast. <laughs> so you could hear the opposition team just absolutely losing it whilst you're singing the team song? Yeah. Yeah. We actually delayed our team song to, to listen to, to the whole blow up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, just going through the teams you've represented, Matt, you know, rep teams, school teams, age group, the academy, your state, the country. You've also played for a team called the Snuffs. Um, <laughs> and I want to know who are the Snuffs? What's the team culture like? How's the season been? And have you killed anyone before? <laughs> I don't think I've ever played for the Snuffs, but I know, I know we're talking about it's a, a good bunch of fellas is cricket tragic. So, I've actually never played for him, so I don't know where he got that from. But um, no, they're, they're a good bunch of legends who just love cricket, cricket tragics. Um, it's on your My Cricket. It's saying that you've represented Snuffs. Um, so <laughs> I've been, I've been hacked. <laughs> you've been, yeah, there's a lot of that going on, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, everyone's claiming that. Uh, okay, look, Matt, the question everyone wants to know um, ahead of the first test as we record, um, we're speaking to you a day out from the test uh, commencing in Gaul. Australia hasn't named its side yet. 
Um, there's a raft of speculation about who's going to partner Nathan Lyon. There's zero chance right now that you would provide us with any exclusive on that information. In fact, it would be irresponsible and career limiting for you to do so. Um, so I'll ask a different question. Are your family coming over to watch this test match? No, no, they're not. But um, I have no idea what the team's going to be. So um, whatever team they put out, they'll, they'll do a good job. So no, my family are coming to Sri Lanka. Okay, so I roll you out there. Okay, um, do you know who's stand playing? By? No, you don't know. No. <laughs> they, on, they on standby at the airport, not with Qantas. No. <laughs> um, just to speak about your international ascendance, um, Matt. So, according to Russell Gould in the in News Limited papers, um, before the one day that you debuted, and you were actually boarding a bus with Australia A when you apparently got the tap uh, on the shoulder. I don't know if that was metaphorical physically, like you're usually getting on the bus and someone's tapping on the shoulder. Um, but you got the tap that, that Ashton Agar had done his side and that you'd be debuting for Australia in the ODIs. How tough was it to say in public that you were gutted for Ash? <laughs> no, I, I was gutted for Ash because this is a big tour for him and he's a, and he's a legend of a bloke. So, um, yeah. no, everything, I didn't really get a time to really to sink it all in. So, um, no, it's, it's a funny game. Cricket, I wasn't expecting to to play for Australia this tour. So, um, yeah, these things happen, I guess. Yeah, that's, that seems like a rehearsed answer. So you were obviously yeah, elated. That's right. um, yeah. that, uh, you played, you played for the, the CA 11, which was pretty, um, pretty outspoken. A lot of people have spoken about there was uh, not great to have the, you know, the Caxi, the Caxi side in the domestic tournament. Um, you played it in 2017, 18, I think, I think I'm right in saying that. So you're a young guy, early twenties. Um, did you find that experience like playing in that in the in that competition like beneficial? I mean, I mean, you guys got you lost a lot of games um, yeah, playing for that. But did you but do you actually find it beneficial in your development? Because a lot of guys have played for Australia, having played for the Caxi Eleven a number of years ago now. Um, but did you find it beneficial? Yeah, it was definitely. I've actually never heard someone call it the Caxi Eleven before. Um, so um, no, it was good. It was awesome getting to play against them, like the, the best players in the country at the time on on like these tiny ovals in Sydney. So, um, yeah, it was awesome. I loved it. Just to be around that professional environment was, was great. And, and did the team develop a bond? Like, do you guys have reunions? And like, was there a team song if you won a game or anything like that? You know, away from Caxi, I don't know. Well, we didn't, we didn't really win many games. I don't know, uh. I don't know if we won one game, so... <laughs> yeah, tough season. Tough season. It was, it was. It was a tough season. So, so fast forwarding to literally playing for Australia. Uh, the the other day, you you opened the bowling in your debut for Australia, which is which is um you probably weren't expecting that bowling left arm orthodox. You start solidly enough, and then you get in the Sanker's edge. Uh, Carey takes it, and you've got your first wicket for your country. And I've just always wanted to know how irritating is it in that moment to have achieved a lifelong ambition um, to celebrate it with like 10 other blokes trying to rub your hair off. Oh, it was like, like I said before, the whole thing, like even told I was playing like at the day, the, the afternoon of the game that I was going to play, then Finchy giving me the new ball saying, you're also going to bowl with the new ball. I'm going, oh my goodness, this is insane. But um, I actually didn't even hear the edge. So I sort of go up for everything to, if the ball hits a pad or someone else appears, I'll go up with him. So I actually didn't realize it was out until until um Kez said it was it was pretty adamant he, he hit it. 
You didn't look like you look like you look pretty cool with it. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's, it's definitely out. It was a very, it was a relaxed celebration as well. I was like, yeah, just sort of, I just sort of had him outside off stump there as well to sort of lure him forward. Was that the plan? Was the plan to take his outside edge? No, the, well, the, the plan was. I was sweating so much, so I was I was shitting myself. Um, so I was lucky that the that I got a wicket that spun, and that ball spun, and he just chucked about it. So no, it was it was all luck, I reckon. When when Aaron Finch gives you the tap on the shoulder again, just a lot of tapping on shoulders happening here. Mm, but okay. like, I mean, you, you're in the you're in the environment of you know elite professional athletes where you, you can't show any weakness. Now Aaron Finch says, "Well, you're going to bowl the new ball." You, you obviously can't say to him, "I don't think that's a very good idea, Aaron." I, I don't I don't want to. So like, how are you Nervous. presenting the yeah yeah how are you, how are you presenting the information? Yep yeah definitely definitely new ball three slips please bat padding yeah. um give me everything. What what did you say to him? No, I just a lot of, yep, yeah, awesome. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> no, sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. Um, wasn't expecting it, but no, looking back on it, it was, no, it was, it was pretty cool to, to be a part of that team and, and open the bowling, which is something that I don't really do. So um, no, it was, it was unreal. I know it's been yeah. a pretty like meteoric rise. I mean, to, to play for Australia, Rel- relatively speaking, but I mean, this, this series of, Asia tours for Australia and you know, Pakistan obviously just come and then and then Sri Lanka and then India uh, beginning of next year. Did you have any sort of target in mind that this might happen for you? I mean, obviously Australia is trying to find a second spinner or a replacement for Nathan Lyon who might have another few years left in his career, sure. But um, did you have any sort of target in mind maybe at the beginning of the Shield season perhaps even that that this might come around? Oh, not necessarily. You know, like when, when them tours are coming up, but you don't really... Well, I wasn't really thinking about it. I was more so just trying to, the start of the Shield system, or Shield season, just get a few games for Queensland and go from there. But um, I sort of enjoy, enjoy training. So I, I um, yeah, I don't really look too far ahead of myself. Mm. And preparing for this tour, Matt, I note that you trained with um, Steve O'Keefe. It's actually ahead of the Australia A tour. You'd had a bowl with him when, the Heat played the Sixers like a, a little while ago and then uh, before a game, that sounds funny. Uh, and then like, um, and the BBL sounds like a serious competition when guys are just bowling <laughs> with each other before the game. Um, but then you flew, I'm telling you things you already know here, but you, you then flew down to Sydney and had a bowl. And this is what cricket.com.au is reporting. You had a bowl at his club, which must've been manly. Um, yeah. So can you run us through what happens there? Like you fly down, does he pick you up or you get an Uber? And then when you go to training, like, do you have your own net with him or do you bowl to third graders? Did you start in the first net? Did the manly guys recognize you? And did you have a beer with Sock afterwards? And, and did anything funny happen there? That's going to happen. <laughs> no, no, Sock is a legend. Um, yeah, I'm really grateful that he, he came up his morning to have a bowl. So, um, yeah, I was down in Sydney. I, I just flicked him a message and um, he told me to meet him at, meet him at Manly. So, um hopped on the, the ferry and just went there and met him there. There was, there was no one at the club. So I was, I was happy about that. So we had our own net and we just, just pretty much just talked everything, spin bowling, cricket, life. So it was awesome. Socks a legend. So that, that was, um that was great. Mm. You obviously been, I mean, you've been around some fantastic spinners in Queensland as well. None, none more so than Marnus. Um, you're, I think you got a rookie contract. The same year you got your rookie contract, Marnus was given his first Bulls contract when he was 21, which would have made you about 18 or 19, I'm guessing. Um, was Marnus already renowned around Queensland grade cricket at the time? Was he buying leg spin, taking the new ball? 
Uh, what was at, at Redlands there? Was he was he well known already? Yeah, everyone knows Marnie because just the way he is and the way he plays his cricket. So um, no, Marnie was probably taking a new ball bowling pace, following leg spin during the middle and following a few off spinners at the end. So um, no, it's nothing. All this new stuff about Marnie is, isn't new. He's, he's been um, he's very competitive and he's just um, he's also like a, a legend. So. Um, yeah, being able to spend some time with him here has been been fantastic. Um, okay, Matt, I, I note crickx.com, which kind of sounds a bit um, how you're going. It's just an English talent agency. But crickx.com has has announced, as a strange category, uh, has announced that you've signed for Shenley Village Cricket Club in 2022. Now that you open the bowling for Australia, are you aware that you don't need to play English Village Cricket <laughs> anymore and that you can probably do better than a pounder run living in the president's basement and a job as assistant groundsman. What's the status of that deal? Yeah, you guys do your research. Um, no, I actually, so I was planning on going over there then, then this sort of happened. So um, and now I'm, I'm not eligible to actually play in that, play club cricket over there. So that mu- how um, does, now how does say that's that That's a good email. That's, that's a good a, email. Yeah. Ineligible to play club. Sorry guys, I've been playing for, for Australia. Cricket. Yeah. yeah, so no, it's funny how it all happened, but it's a shame because it would have been I sort of like going over there and playing playing cricket in England. So um yeah, so that sort of happened over the last couple of weeks and now I'm I'm lucky enough to stay in Gaul and help the boys out. Yeah. I mean like because I sort of imagine the conversation between you and Pat Cummins in Sri Lanka, like, oh, what are you, do- what are you yeah. doing after this? And he's like, yeah. oh, I'm going back to my house in Vaucluse or whatever with my yeah. family. What are you doing? I'm playing for Shenley. Um, Shenley yeah. Village with respect to Shenley, yeah. Oh my good, yeah. good standard trying to get in the Prem this year, <laughs> yes. No, yeah. um, no, I just, I just, I pretty much just said I'm going over place in freaking England, but um, yeah, we didn't really say who I was playing for. <laughs> That's right, they, they might think you're yeah. playing the hundred or something like that, you know? yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> which you probably should, anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt Kuhneman, you're a lovely polite uh generous person with your time your career is just beginning which is why i understand you don't want to bite on questions that kind of um um relate to like um crickx.com almost being a pornography category um so wishing you all the best <laughs> wishing you all the best for the sri lanka tour mate oh, thank you, get, you boys appreciate it tomorrow uh and uh you know remember us remember us yeah, um no but no. all the best for the tour mate thank you boys appreciate it Thank you very much to Matthew Kuhneman for joining us on the show over there in Sri Lanka. Or has he? It's always, always, a, always a real lottery. Always lottery. Yeah, Things can go wrong because we haven't spoken to him just yet. Hashtag RCJC Pez. Now, of course, just before we get into that, um, uh, just one, one final shout out for Patreon this week. Patreon.com forward slash great cricketer. We're doing the dailies for the England and India series and the uh, Sri Lanka Australia series happening both at the same time. Uh, plus hashtag AskTGC Fridays and the Hall of Fame hashtag AskTGCs over time, which will be dropping in a couple of weeks' time, which we collate all those together. Uh, but we also need to say Manspake, Ma- Manscaped Pez. Manscaped. Spake. Manscaped Pez. Use the code TGC for spake. 20% off. But we've got new copy this week. Plenty of things to talk about. What are yeah, we talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. New copy. I haven't read it yet. Got It says, got Bush 4.0 copy. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Got Bush. You definitely do if you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor today, Manscaped. Taking control of your bush is important. These products are so good, you're going to be showing pride in your new bush-free yard. So of your pubic hair is a yard now. 
It's a fact that you will have the best kept nutsack on the cul-de-sac. Now, I actually live in a cul-de-sac. I haven't read this before. And you know, one thing that's true is that yeah. when you live in a cul-de-sac, and I have to say from the... Okay, firstly, I got a house to you, all this stuff. Yes, yeah, 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 very lucky, whatever. We didn't aim to live in a cul-de-sac. Yeah. We didn't aim to live there, but I did discover that, like, and touch wood, um, it does help you avoid crime. Uh, if you if you live if you live near a park, yeah, which you'd ordinarily think with children is great, easy access to the park. It's also a good escape route for crime. Now, people at this stage are going, "Well, where do you live?" I'm not gonna fucking tell you, but yeah. Um, we'll leave in the description. Just, we'll leave, we'll leave Pez's address in we'll the description. We'll leave in the description. And my address in the description in the, yeah. in the show notes. Just look yeah. it up. Uh, <laughs> anyway, save big and be the most hygienic version of yourself by using our discount count code, code here, TGC, for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Um, he goes, just yeah. putting you on the spot here, how yeah. do you approach taming your bush? How do, do you, I do you like do you look to go bald like an eagle or just in need of a safe trim? No, I mean I don't go bald like an eagle. I mean that's mm. that is like I mean unless you're going to be in a small European production, like there is absolutely no need at the age of 36 to be going fully bald eagle on you. Yeah. No, just you I, just I you, I would be concerned with anybody who did. Yeah, yeah, unless you're planning on breaking there. a fucking hundred meters in the in the pool. Uh, <laughs> oh, really, do you reckon they re- do, do? They do that. Well, no, I mean, I surely mean, yeah, not. Like, they're, as they're, in, they're shaving their legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. legs. But I mean, I mean, they're not shaving their balls yeah, to break the yeah. record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, like every woman would be bald, right? Like if you had to get rid of every item of hair that could cause drag on your body, I guess so. They'd actually all yeah. they'd yeah. rid their themselves of every item of hair in their body, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like mm. G.I. Jane. Eyelashes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So anyway, they, they can still use Manscaped. I mean, if they want to. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I've got, well, inside the package is the Lawnmower 4.0. The electric trimmer is a bush's worst nightmare. It's designed to reduce grooming accidents and shave hair on loose skin thanks to a <laughs> ceramic blade and advanced skin safe technology. Hey, oh, by the way, by the way, because you're wondering this, there actually is no need for night vision goggles. Because I know when I was contemplating a purchase of Manscaped, yeah. I was like, yeah, but will I need night vision goggles yeah, with they this? Ca- they, are they sold separately? No. The trimmer has an LED light to allow you to mow the lawn in the dark. Who's doing this in the dark? You shouldn't need to feel such shame. Yeah, I, I mean, you might need different if it's early in the morning. Maybe, maybe your partner's asleep and or sure, something okay, light to creep through. <laughs> what are you, what are you doing the in there? <laughs> uh, it's basic landscaping. When you trim the hedges, the tree stands taller. You know, sometimes when you're like in, in your own landscaping, sometimes you can have poisonous, noxious weeds in there that can actually um, yeah, poison can, yeah. the rest of. And I wonder if they're going to deal with that in this metaphor. And yeah. what that would be, some sort or of like, sexually transmitted disease. <laughs> yeah, or like stinging nettles. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah. That'd Which be really crabs. concerning if you... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, the second best tool is actually the Weed Whacker. It's a finely tuned nose and ear hair trimmer, which will make sure your nasty nose pubes are under control. <laughs> nose pubes. I've never thought of that. Nose pubes. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, with the performance mm. package per- purchase, you get two free gifts, the shed travel bag and the patented high-performance reduced chafing manscaped boxes. Oh, well, thank fuck they're patented. <laughs> I, don't wear, I don't wear anything that isn't patented. I love the copy then just fades away here. Like they've done like tw- 10 points and then it's just, yeah. they have a bunch of other products on their website to help you maximize your confidence. <laughs> yeah, and a bunch yeah. of other stuff as well. 20% yeah. off free shipping using code TGC at manscaped.com. Hashtag RCGC, a non-roading Pez. Boysies, I come to you today in regards to some shadow batting content of myself that was recently published across your social media pipes. <laughs> bit of wedding dance, bit of wedding first dance stuff. I do not wish to provide an explanation, but merely to ask a question. Pez, you want to interject here and just uh, just remind the people what we, what we saw uh, on the social yeah. media? People might have already seen it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, got a message recently. Uh, of a couple of wedding photos, didn't really understand what it was about uh, and who, like, like what 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 the context was. Yeah. Uh, but it was from Liam, and uh, it's a wonderful photo. Liam and Nicole got married recently, a couple of months ago. Congratulations to Liam and Nicole. I'm just looking at it now on my phone, not just reading other texts. Uh, and oh. I sent her a beautiful photo. Both looking great. Wedding looks lovely. Fairy lights everywhere. Um, beautiful, you know, pose for their wedding first dance. And then if you just concentrate on the background, <laughs> their MC, he obviously wants to be anonymous, so I won't say yeah. his name, um, is standing there. And like going to our socials to see, it's one of the recent posts. He's standing there. Uh, he looks every inch the MC as well. Like a quite quite a, a loudish jacket. Um, holding holding a cricket bat. Uh, like a, it looks like a full men's size cricket bat with his top hand as though he, were, he was a left-hander, uh, seeming to be kind of pu- pushing at one to extra cover. Um, yeah. Just a little bit out in front of his pad. Just hands and anyway, away from the it, body a little bit, yeah. yeah. A li- fractionally. Like yeah. it, it's actually, it's a full face of the bat, maybe a little bit open. It's not bad. He's got his elbow, his elbow's in shape. Wouldn't say it's up, but it's in shape. Maybe he's got yeah. a flat wicket. Uh, but anyway, um, he's not fully... He's, he's not bending his knee or anything like that, but he's just playing with his hands. He's not, he just quite, he's not his, getting he, like top of the bounce, not quite getting top of the bounce yeah, there. He's not He's not on top of that, yeah. Mm. And, uh, yeah, Liam just sent it saying, you know, how about this beauty? You know, he's just, he's just got this wonderful photo of him and his wife during their first dance <laughs> and in the background. His MC is actually just poking at what, just nicking one a second slip. <laughs> and uh, I asked if I could post it and he, he said yes. So this is actually, and then he, his mate Anon has seen it and right. this is his reply. <clears throat> a small part of me thought I should write in for some tips on my technique. However, the wider cricketing online community have given me plenty to consider in the comments, including, but not limited to my low elbow, my back hip position, my closed (laughs) bat face, my putrid footwork and my bald head. (laughs) Instead, like many others who write in, I ask what the fuck is wrong with me? (laughs) I don't even play cricket. I've never played cricket. I'm so out of touch with the cricketing playing realm that I never get nicked off while shadow batting. In fact, I middle everything. You better believe that despite my previously mentioned and blindly obvious, obvious technical flaws, that shot pictured rocket along the carpet through extra cover for four. What a fucking disgrace. Anyway, please <laughs> help. Do I apologize to the bride and groom, cover the cost of Photoshop, to Photoshop myself out and never pick up a stick again? Or do I blow the image up, put it in a frame, find somewhere nice to hang it in their house and continue shadow middling and to continue shadow middling the world's best attacks while telling people that Miss World Australia found something that I did funny. <laughs> Kindly, Anon. Oh, yeah. Aaron, Aaron Holland. Oh, he's, liked he's it. referring to Aaron yeah. Holland. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that's a great idea, you know, if, the, if Anon... <laughs> well, I mean, for, sorry. 
to, not, I don't want to go straight to the point, but like, <sighs> yes, that's exactly what happens. Like, uh, any footage that you'd put up of playing cricket will be absolutely ripped to shreds uh, in terms of technical criticism, right? Like, yeah. in fact, you could you could put up footage of Ian Bell in his pomp, and if you changed the face and you know maybe deep faked it to just being you in the nets, yeah, you'd still find one thousand. Yeah. nonces on the internet yeah. who will tell you what's wrong with that technique mm. you know so there's no there's no winning there you could do it with bradman i mean bradman did have a few technical flaws to be honest but yeah uh, straight front leg yeah <clears throat> yeah yeah that's right a bit not straight enough as well mm. uh but yeah and he could have manipulated the field a little bit with a few shots but anyway yeah. um couldn't hit sixes weak beta <laughs> that's right or get or he, he was afraid of a short ball yep. so yeah, I mean, you have to expect you have to expect that. But in terms of what he should do, I, I do think he's got to own it, and I think hanging up in the house. And if he's lucky enough to have children, uh, it, it can serve as a reminder of the importance of practice and sacrifice and concentration at every moment of every day. But, you know, because um, because he's one of his great friends is getting married and having his first dance, but that still didn't stop him just picking up a cricket bat. You know? <laughs> like that just goes to show what cricket does to you, doesn't it? Like, like I think we can yeah. all empathise, can't we? If yeah. you, it doesn't matter what is happening, if there's a cricket bat, yep. you want to pick it up, yep, and you want to swing it, right? Yep, it's like, it's like, it's like a magnet. Every time I see it, I like mm. I, I need it in my hands, and I mm. just want to start just just making shapes, like cutting shapes, mm. not cutting. That's I I never mm. shout about a cut shot. That's you got to no. keep it in a very tight parameters. Very maybe tight. maybe leaning one to the leg side, maybe just closing the face of one game, yeah. sort of. Sort of mid wicket area, yeah. but you're basically playing, you're basically playing straight down the ground, or oh, and, you're and off the second slip. With a non there, like y- y- your point about not making any like um any movement too demonstrative is right. Like in Toastmasters, they say you know stay within the box in public speaking. Don't, don't gesticulate too wildly; it distracts no, no, no. people. Right? I, I'm not sure I agree with that, but it's the same yeah. with shadow batting if you're yeah. if you're ex, if you're expansive in any way you're revealing yourself as wheelie bin um cuck nonce <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and and uh <laughs> i think that anon has uh, to be fair has um like has has demonstrated that i don't think he could have extended that shot any further uh, than what he has. I'm surprised it's gone for four. There's literally no, there's no extension to it, but that's what he says. Well, it was uh, just playing, he might have been playing it headingly because those the, the wickets there, once it gets on the wickets. Oh, uh, it gets on the, yeah, it gets on yeah, the practice wickets. Yeah, yeah. then, you know, you, so you, can't, square. Yeah. you can't run that down, yeah. Um, I also really love the idea that he's um he's had a look at who's liked it uh, and uh, and and, and, Aaron, and Aaron's liked it and uh, he's like, well, should well, I? Who's is, he got? Is, is, now my time to, is now my time to DM? Yeah, that's it's right. It's time that's to right. DM Erin Holland, even though she's married. Who else? Who else did he get? He got Copes, Pete Hanscom, Finch. Finchy would have liked it. Uh, Aiden Blizzard, yeah. Mason Crane, Chris Green, Phoebe Litchfield, Chris Wokes, yep. World Cup winner. Daryl Mitchell. Daryl Mitchell liked it on the morning of the test. <laughs> so and he scored hundred. What, what's he doing on his phone? Interesting. Okay, mm. right. Yeah, okay. that's interesting. Yeah, that's, yep. that's very Alert interesting. The ICC. <laughs> <laughs> Meant to surrender your phone, aren't you, Lur? Blokes come on our show, scored three hundreds. Now he's a match fixer. Sorry, he's not. It's alleged. It's it's, it's satire. It's <laughs> good. Uh, all right, uh, anonymous right there. Time for one more. Uh, yeah, sure. Anonymous boys, 
I'm a second team clubby with ambitions for first team cricket. With an average of about 30-odd, 21.33, I've been feeling good about my game this year for the first time in a while. And after getting over my mother leaving my dad, who's a club stalwart, and a bloody good bloke. I didn't see it going there. (laughs) (laughs) More on this later. Just love where it appears in the paragraph. Um... More on this later. With restrictions in the UK lifting, me and the boys before Saturday's game decided on an impromptu circuit in Blackpool and York on the Thursday and Friday with the aim of a circuit chop century circuit chop. (laughs) As the nights in Blackpool and York unravelled, I chased the mouse with near success. A couple of lasses kissed and phone numbers exchanged, but no chops secured. Ah, well, there's always the century, question mark. Come Saturday, with the chase of 200 and the team in trouble, I come in at five, with the two lads gone before me to dubious LBW decisions. The oppo's club umpire with his son bowling was on fire. Four balls in and I'm hit on the pad going a mile down leg. I'm given. What is the fucking game? I'm in such a foul mood of no chop or century. I passed up on a Saturday night circuit only to wake up on Sunday morning with COVID symptoms. A test followed and yep, you've guessed it, I've got COVID. (laughs) After sparse contact with my mother for a couple of months, the news of me getting COVID led her to contact me. The message read, now then champ, how are you doing today? (laughs) So what I need answering boys is what is worse, chasing a chop and securing COVID, getting triggered by an umpire who actually loves his son, or getting champed by an absent mother. Regards anonymous. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, good that's, uh, good. Sacrificing. Sacrificing yeah, that's, himself that's very good. At the altar. That's, that's very good. That's very good. Now, let's start And he says here. he's feeling feel good about his game at 21.33, which yeah. is also humble as well. You know, he's not like that, that, that. That's He should feel good with an average of 21. Mate, 21.3 is good. That's good. Exactly. That's what, And he should feel good. Uh, let's get into the first paragraph. Um, mm. Just been getting over his his mother leaving my dad, who's a club mm. stalwart. So that's <laughs> yeah, like, oh, that's worse. <laughs> but mum, well, what about it? What about his uncle <laughs> for the club? <laughs> what about what he's done for the club? Five thousand runs, and countless. Countless fundraisers. <laughs> mate, don't forget, <laughs> mate, don't forget about the catches. He's, he's third all-time catches at the club. What, 17. What about, what about how he got Aiden over for Austra- from Australia? He made 800 <laughs> runs that year. <laughs> he put we, up the overseas. We went up to third division. Good. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, it's all gone. It's all gone. It's all gone. Uh, Pete Tong, hasn't it? Um, so Blackpool and York. Have you, I've never circled in Blackpool, but seems like nah. a place. Seems like a place yeah. to go. Um, okay. Now I don't think I don't think you can. Okay. Just because you've gone out and you haven't secured a chop, I think it's still. A, it seems like a nice night out. You know, he's out. He's out with your friends. Couple of lasses kissed, couple of phone numbers exchanged. You're probably not going to use those phone numbers if you come from not the same city. I mean, I know, you know, parts of the UK are very accessible, depending where Anonymous is actually living. But if he's, he said he's gone out in Blackpool and York, so it suggests that he's actually not from those areas. He hasn't said that, but it is. Yeah, like that's a very, that. um, 
well-prepared circuit, you know, like mm. normally a circuit, I'm not saying it's just the local, but like to sort of go into various like locales. How far away is Blackpool from York? I'm just going to look uh, that up. That's important. Uh, yeah. It's, it's quite far, isn't it? It's, I would, I it's, it's I a mean, decent both. distance, isn't it? York's yeah. well north. Yeah. Well north. No, Black, well, Blackpool's uh, north as well, but like I... Maybe maybe there's two hours, two hours, two hour drive. Yeah. Oh, okay. Black, black, so Blackpool, you're right. It is it is north, but it's it's a northwest. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so I mean, I, 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 that that sounds that sounds fine to me. Okay. And uh, thirdly, I've got one problem are... here, guys. Just just like sorry, technically, yep. sorry to interrupt. Um. It, I'm sorry, but a chop into a century isn't a triple C. It's no. the order matters. That's yeah. why. That's why we say century yeah. circuit chop. Yeah, there's, there's a reason for saying that. Yeah, one begats the other. It's the century yes. that then then that then creates the energy and vibes for the chop. You know, mm. well, firstly the circuit and the circuit for the chop. But mm. you you can't take a century into a chop and then count that as part of a triple C. So even if you had tunned up that day, which you didn't. Yeah, that wouldn't have been. That would have been a circuit chop century. It doesn't yeah. count. Sorry, like that, that they're just the rules. I agree. I agree, with, I agree with you. Do. I, that's right. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> we literally confected this entire thing <laughs> that no one's ever done. And anytime anyone yeah. comes close, we say that's not it. Um, because it's actually impossible. Um, but I, I don't think Anon was actually saying that I, I got the triple C. I just think he's saying he's just trying to achieve all the things that you would like to achieve as a, yeah, as yeah, a young yeah, male. Yeah, of course. Uh, well, I was, I was as, just digging the as, boot in further. Sure, that's all. As a man about town. Yeah. Um, okay, thirdly, you were fucking out. Um, admit it. You fall. Yeah. You fall across your front pad, uh, hit yeah. in front of middle leg. No one's swinging that much. Uh, yeah. It was hitting leg. You gave you're him out. a chance. You gave him the chance. Dad's umpiring. Yeah. Uh, any, well, what, any, what did you anything expect? Anything hitting your pad, you're out, mm. and that's your that's your fault. That's not anyone else's yep. fault. Um, and uh, lastly, I think your your mum's. You know, just just trying to reach out uh, and making sure you're okay. She's she's you know, she's um, giving the olive branch there, um, and she's champed you. Olive- hmm. But what about uh, why, you? Why, why, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how far to take it, you know. Yeah. Mum leaving dad is a club stalwart. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've said that. And a bloody good bloke. And he scored a lot of runs for the club. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much to Matthew Kuhneman. Thank you very much to everyone who's made it this far to this week's show. Uh, Patreon, obviously, dot com forward slash great cricketer uh, for the the two test matches on this week, and we'll be back, of course, next week for episode one ninety nine of the Great Cricketer. See you then.